Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Tom Jones joins us now. Tommy, we're talking baseball. Remember hey, just song? real quick, just so you yep. know, I didn't. this is the first podcast I'm doing with you where I haven't been using Sticky Tack. So I might be a little <laughs> okay. wild. I might drop the microphone. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stand in here all night and hold mine. Uh, I can tell you that I'm. I'm wearing a, my protective helmet now, um, with the uh, little metal antennas. But uh, listen, I, no one's a bigger baseball fan than you and me, right. uh, perhaps. But I mean that that that's always been my favorite sport. It's what I played. It's what I know uh, better. Even though I've covered football for 30 years, don't know how that happened. But I will say this. Tom, I'm worried about the game. We've said this before. We've we've had these conversations. One of the saddest things I've seen, and it's it's always bad when anybody gets injured, right? And I, right. I think you know it, there are two kinds of pitchers. We've said this before in baseball: those that have had Tommy John surgery and those who haven't had it yet, right? And look, it looks like it might be Tyler Glasnow's turn. Um, you know, he tore a partial tear of his UCL the other night in that uh, opening series against Chicago and a flexor strain. He's waiting to see, as we do this podcast, he was waiting to see uh, what his course of action will be, but it certainly looks like um, he may not play the rest of this year. If so, it would probably be quite a miracle, but we'll see if he opts for surgery, what happens there. Anyway, here's the thing. Um, Glass now has blamed Major League Baseball for sort of turning a blind eye to, to pitchers and then, you know, suddenly starting to enforce something that was on the books that they never enforced. And that is they want him to get rid of the goop, as you mentioned before, uh, when we first got started, um, sticky tack, yeah, the sticky tack and, and anything that, you know, um, that they deem illegal, which they listen, uh, they've allowed these guys to, to use various concoctions, some of their own. Uh, but I think, you know, and, and with glass now he, he has his own mixture of, I guess uh, part of it is is uh, sunscreen and right. and rosin. I mean, it's not you know even though sunscreen is not necessarily a substance they 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 allow. Um, it's what he uses. Some guys use pine tar. Some guys Just mix their own yeah. their own stuff to get a grip, right? And he would tell you that he's been doing this. Every pitcher in baseball does something um, for the grip part. But we've gone down the rabbit hole of analytics with spin rates, and we saw the batting averages in the first part of the year. We saw all these no hitters. And the pendulum started sliding away um, from the from the offense and from the hitters, and which may have been baseball's intent with respect to what they've done to baseballs. We don't know because they, they manipulate those as, as as we have seen. However, however, the you know all of a sudden this this thing you know became something baseball now was going to enforce, investigate, um, suspend players perhaps. And so Glasnow said, "Okay, I went cold turkey." I went cold turkey two starts ago against a very good Washington Nationals team, and I struck out like 10 or 12 batters. I had one of my best days, but I had to grip the ball so hard because I didn't have my usual concoction that when that game was over, 
I woke up in sore in places I hadn't been sore before. And then he went out again and you know, what happened the other night we all saw, um, you know, he had the inflammation of the elbow. It started to hurt him. And he, and he says, this is him, his claim that it's because baseball suddenly started to enforce this rules and it led to his injury that he was having to grip the ball a different way. And he said, you know, this, it wasn't spin rate with me. It wasn't, wasn't anything except now all of a sudden I was putting the ball deeper in my hand. I was straining and then trying to let it go at 96, 97 miles an hour. First of all, do you buy his, his reasoning that his injury is, a, is in some kind of direct correlation um, to not being able to grip the baseball the way he had been? Follow the science, Rick. That's that's what we've been talking about for the last fifteen months or whatever. All I know yeah. is he was his elbow was fine, and 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 maybe he was, it was his turn. You you've mentioned there are guys who haven't had who've had Tommy John right. and guys who are going to have Tommy John, and maybe yep. it was his turn. However, all I do know is that he was fine. He was fine. He was fine. He was fine. All of a sudden, changes his routine, and now he's mm-hmm. not fine. Yeah. I completely believe him. If he if he tells me a guy who actually I don't play I don't pitch in the majors. Right. I don't right. know what this stuff does. I don't know what is how he changed his grip. But if he's telling me that he believes it's because of that, then I believe him. I I a hundred percent believe him. Well, I mean, is let me let me put it to you this way: it, it, we you know this 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 follows a little bit along the lines of steroids in this sense. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing, but in this sense. Glasnow is using sort of the defense of, well, everybody did it. Is he skirting right. his own responsibility in this mess? In other words, nobody made him use any concoction to grip the ball. Um, and, and I mean, I, I still think that this, this part I agree with him. It's ridiculous at this stage that baseball has a bunch of umpires or somebody like them take – some mud from some river or something and, and use it to rub them up before games. Right. And what glass now will tell you is that by the time they get these baseballs in their hands, they're all different. And at best, at best, all they have is like a white film on them. You know, they, they're not really, they're not really rubbed in the way you would want them to be. So they are slick. So, I mean, that's crazy in and of itself, but is glass now, because he participated in this and now he's crying foul, is there some culpability on his part? Or is it fair to say, look, this is what's been going on for years and years, maybe maybe going back in the 30s and 40s. We don't know. I think it's been going on for a long time. I think Major League Baseball knows it's been going on for a long time. You know the story I want to see, Rick, and I would really love to know who complained. Who was the one who said, you know what, we need to knock this off? I know there's been some players, Josh Donaldson from the Twins, moth off about it. I know I'm sure there are some hitters here and there who have said some things, but I want to know who was the person who decided we need to knock this off today. That that the spin rates or the no hitters or everything that's going on with pitching, pitching's too dominant. We need to figure out this the, the who's doing what and we need to stop it. I, that's all I want to know. Like, what was the impetus today? Although we've known for a couple of years, we've been heading in this direction of. Lower offense. We've had the offense last year was off, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and it's turned into a home run derby. Basically, it's either strikeout or home run for most guys. I want to know where the complaints came from, and and then I'll be able to tell you, you know, a little bit more about 
but how we started heading down this road. Was it somebody in Major League Baseball? Was it was it somebody in the commissioner's office going, "Hey, Rob Manfred, wait, or was it Rob Manfred? Wait, we need to figure out something. We need to generate more offense." I mean, this is the problem with Major League Baseball, Rick. That I found ever going back for the last, I don't know, fifty years, it seems that something happened. It's so reactive. Baseball the is reactionary so to everything. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there, all of a sudden, offense was too much. So let's raise the mound. This was in the late '60s. So yeah. they raised the mound. And all of a sudden, like people couldn't even see Bob Gibson's fastball. So okay, we got to put it back down again. So they put it back down again. There, I think the best, the golden era of baseball, and I'm going to sound like an old guy. For me, it was the '70s. Like every, you know, you had guys who could hit home runs. You had guys who could steal bases. You had guys who won 20 games. You had guys who struck out, who could pitch 200 innings. What it was. I thought it was the perfect game. Yeah, if you had a skill, you could make it in baseball. Now, then we got into the steroid era. Don't tell me, Rick, that they didn't know about steroids. The major of course they did, and they turned a blind eye because baseball got saved after the strike. We got to yep. do something. We, by and by they the let home run chase, mm-hmm. McGuire and Sosa, and then and then Barry Bonds said, "All right, you're going to let these guys do it. Let <laughs> me show this. you what it looks like." <laughs> and all of a sudden, say, like, "Oh, now we got to stop it. Now it's bad for baseball." And here we go. Every year was. Let's let's mess with the baseballs. Let's move the fences in. Let's do. It's always let's have shifts. Let's outlaw shifts. There, whatever they do, the game's too long. Let's put a shot clock in. They're so reactionary, Rick, and it seems like they make all these moves without talking to the players. Rich Shield just came out for the Rays. I agree with them one hundred percent. Where was the players' association on this? Right, defending the that you just can't have pitchers. Stop their routine, and then all of a sudden expect them to to produce the same and not have any ill effects. It's this is what baseball does. Can you imagine? They're changing the rules in the middle of a season. I no wonder Tyler Glass. No, I, I, I pitched seventy or eighty innings here, and now you're telling me I can't do the things that I've done for my whole career, and you're telling me in June. Yeah, they did, it, and they did, it, and the and the the and to Rich Hill's point, the union allowed them to. This wasn't a collectively. I mean, it, it, you know, look, the rule is on the books that you're not supposed to use a foreign substance on the baseball, right? But that's if, if what is a rule if it's not enforced? Is it really a rule? In other right. words, you know, I mean, it wasn't anything that baseball was was seeking to enforce. They knew guys, you know, use things to to grip the ball with, and they did. They decided. And Tom, it's it's easy to know why they were reactionary. They've always have been. That's a lack of leadership, but. How many no hitters were thrown in the first two months of the season? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what are the batting averages? What were they on teams? Not just individuals, but teams. Um, you know, the, I, I think they definitely made a, a an active attempt um, to somehow, I don't know if limit home runs is the word, but put more balls into play if possible. Uh, you know, and, and so they definitely affected the offense because I think they tamper with the baseball. They make the baseball so they can make them like super balls or, or deaden them if, if, as they see fit. Um, but then it, it's almost like it was an overreaction, the combination of the baseballs and the analytics. I mean, look, you've got all these guys, these scientists out there, man, talking about spin rates, and, and, the, and you've got hitters saying the baseballs are moving in directions I've never seen happen before. It's too hard to hit. It's hard to hit a, a baseball moving at you in all those directions. And the reason is these pitchers are gooping up their hands and they can make this I mean, ball spin. Are we spin sure as as that the... that's what it is? I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I mean, we're 100%. Well, we, I don't know that we are or we aren't. That's what but, it is? But, they, yeah, exactly. I, I think it's, it's a little late in the game to be halfway through a season and then tell them, listen, let me ask you this. 
what's so hard about this? Why why are we all you know uh, in baseball this this becomes such an issue uh, uh, about what what they're using for their grip? And look, I I don't think you should use something that you know that like that was made for weightlifters so their arms didn't fall off when they jacked up seven hundred pounds. I mean, I'm talking about that, but they put a rosin bag behind every mound, don't they? Right. So that rosin bag is legal, right? Right. Every pitcher can use it. They put mm-hmm. it's out there when the when the game starts. Why can't you do that with whatever sticky substance you're allowed and say everybody has to use what's on the mound? That's it. That's all right. you can use. But you can use it. I would be fine but with that. What's so hard about that? Yeah, I don't understand. And and look, I, I would okay, tell me what the difference is. Like you can put pine tar on a bat. How's that different? I, I'm just. Well, we I'm don't not, want the I'm, bats flying into the stands. That's okay. So I'm watching a game the other night. I don't know if it had anything to do with it or not. I'm watching the Braves and uh, whoever whoever the Braves were playing, and it was a pitcher for the other team who was going to the rosin bag. It might have been the Phillies going to the rosin bag constantly, and you could tell mm-hmm. he couldn't get a grip on the ball. Hit hit two guys in a row. The mm-hmm. ball you can just tell the ball is flying out of his hand. Yeah, because because he went cold turkey because he decided right. I'm going to go out there naked and just use the rosin. Right. And I, I, I go back to this, Rick, that if you, if you are worried about spin rates and you're worried about it, how much of an impact, it, and maybe it does, I, I find it hard to believe that it, like I, you could put, I could put all the sticky tech I want on my, on my arm right, on my hand right now. I'm not going to suddenly go out there and throw 93 miles But hour. you're not a professional. No, you're I'm not. not. I, you know, I, 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 I could do a ton of steroids, but I guarantee you it's not going to make me hit the ball a lot better. Right. You know, and I realized that, that that extra edge, that extra two miles per at hour that or, level, at, at that, that level, level is yeah, huge. It's a difference. Right. 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 At that, that, that all of a sudden, like the, the pitch that, that uh, Chapman throws for the Yankees is suddenly mm-hmm. even nastier than it was a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. Whatever. No question. Um, so I get, look, I get it. I want to see offense too. I get it. But I'm with glass now that we just can't, we can't look the other way, and then all of a sudden we wake up one day and say, okay, we're going to change the rules, and then not expect consequences. You hate to say it, Rick, but, I mean, you almost wonder if – you don't want this to happen. But I look at Tyler Glass now, and if is he going to be the only one that has an elbow injury out of all this? You know, well, we, are there I mean, going to be other guys here? Just the other night, just the other night, and I don't know, it's not elbow, but just the other night, Jacob DeGrom, who had had some discomfort in uh, some part of his body and and was limited for a while, had it, his shoulder is, is injured or so. Right, and I know he's had some issues going back, I know, even pre-sticky right. stuff. But whatever. what if, but what if, again, if, if Glass now is right, what if it changes the way you grip the ball the stress on your arm or, or, or how tense your muscles are. Um, what, what if it starts causing injuries now? You know, what if we see a rash of these? I mean, I don't know that glass now is wrong. I'm with you. I'm willing to give a guy benefit of the doubt. That was one of the best pitchers in the American league that had struck out over a hundred and something batters. Um, and was definitely going to make the all-star team and start fulfilling some of his, I mean, think about the money this guy potentially may have cost himself or baseball may have cost him because he couldn't use sunscreen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's it's silly, and you can't do it in midseason. And and frankly, there are some hitters, some have come out and said, hey, I want these guys to be able to grip this damn baseball now. These dudes are throwing the ball 100 miles an hour. If you think I'm going to stand in there when they don't know where it's going, all of a sudden it's Nick Lelouch out there, right? 
Don't dig in, Charlie. I don't know where it's going. I swear to God. I don't you know? think, Rick, that they're – I can't believe that the hitters were behind this. As much as they might end up benefiting from this in terms of being able to, you know, to hit the ball a little bit more, I can't imagine that, that it was the hitters who complained because – I'm sure there are guys in their own clubhouse saying, "Hey, let's uh, exactly ixnay ex- ex- on the talk on the, here on the on <laughs> because, the grip nay <laughs> because you might want to look at my locker over here because That's I got right. the sticky tack in my locker. You know, the sticky Every- stuff that that stuff was being shipped in mass to actual clubs by Amazon, right? I mean, like yeah, it wasn't like they bit. were trying to hide it. You know, I mean, it was like, hey, we got the sticky stuffs in today. Okay, good. There's a case over there. Fantastic. It's like, and maybe it's, like it's top, too good. It's like bubble, okay, double maybe, bubble. You know, right? Exactly. Maybe you it's, got maybe the, the bucket st- of gum. And it's, maybe the sticky tax too much. It's <laughs> right. Maybe the sticky tax too much. Maybe they, if they say, okay, you can use a little bit of pine tar, or you can use a little bit of sunscreen, or whatever. How about a little bit of brill cream? How about some Vitalis? Whatever, See, this is man. where this is where baseball lost its way. Tom, everybody used the hair gel. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everybody was. You know, you remember this? I, I mean, do you remember when your dad like that was the thing? It's like, what is he putting in his hair? What is Vitalis? Anyway? I'm a dapper Dan, man. <laughs> what, what is a little dabble? Do you? What is yeah. what is bro cream? Right. Now we have, of course, you know, number twelve paste that I use uh, from Red King, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I mean, see, back then you could just it was in, it was on you, you know, it was it was like personal grooming. Can you I didn't do, need this sticky I do stuff. One, you wore it. Can I do one more like complaint about baseball too? And this is more about please. the fans than it is about uh, the sticky oh, please. and all that. Can we just lay off for a while? This complaints about I don't like the extra inning rule. Okay, just get over it. It's the rule for now. We're not going to do it forever. And even if we do do it forever, you know what it does, Rick? We completely sit there and ends games really fast. It ends games, though. We're not, because you know what happens? We sit Isn't it the hockey shoot? Is it not the hockey shootout, though, for real? I mean, it's it's the same thing, right? It's not really hockey. I want to go home at some point, okay? But here's the thing we sit there and we complain about how baseball's turned into home run derby and all we get is strikeouts and home runs. You know what happens when we get the extra innings in the old rule in the old way? Is everybody goes up there trying to end the game with one swing. And next thing you know, we're going to the fifteenth inning because nobody's hit a, a second, home run. You got a second baseman throwing eighty six miles or seventy six right, miles an hour. Because you're out of pitchers. Right. This way this actually turns back into like real baseball again where okay, let's try to get the runner to third. Let's try now let's have some strategy. Maybe we walk the next guy. It maybe somebody bunts. It turns into, okay, now teams are just trying to score a run here, which is, it's a little bit different than let's just play home run derby for the next five innings until somebody hits one. I, and the thing is, it's, it's the rule. So it's, the only time people complain about it, you know, I, I saw everybody went crazy the other day after the Rays lost. I don't hear the complaints after the Rays win when it comes in Tampa Bay. The only people who complain is after their team loses and they go, this extra thing stinks. <laughs> well, just get over it, okay? It's We're just going to do it for a while. We may change it next year, but even if we don't, it's just – But here's the, here's the other thought. If you don't like the rule, how about end the game before you get to the ninth in, tenth inning? Well, that's, that's always a, an option. I, I think it's really hard um, for the visiting team to win that in that format, I think. But it was How's always it hard to win in it. It's really not that different because you're, you're never going to get the last at bat. So go out there and – it's kind of like it's a little like football overtime. You know, you get you get the fourth down on the goal line. It's like, do I kick the field goal just so I go ahead and hope that right. I can hold them to a field goal, or do I go for the touchdown here? 
And then if I don't get it, I'm going to lose, you know? Right. So you got to figure out how it, there's a little bit of strategy involved, although nobody bunts anymore. So, you know, I'm okay with it. We did this in youth league. It was fine. You know, you didn't, you, you ran out of pitching. Um, I, but it isn't, I don't know. Well, it's baseball. It's not baseball. You know what I mean? It's, it's I something get it, other than and I've gotten used, used to the shootout in hockey and I've gotten, you know, it's, three. It's, how about the three on three? The most exciting thing to me is the overtime in hockey. Three on right. three. I'm all about. Although it. you know what's funny? What's turned into that now is all of a sudden, like uh, three on threes can be really exciting, or they get boring because well, because they cycle a puck, and they the, the thing about three on three is you can't lose the puck. Right. You have to have possession. You have to have it all the time. You have to have possession. Right. I, there are some sports. I think it's absolutely crazy that we decide World Cups in soccer, and I'm not a huge soccer fan, but that we decide soccer championships yeah you know the the best team in the world are based on penalty kicks sometimes i get that but do you want them dropping like you know i mean after they've run 116 miles and they've lost 20 pounds do you want them falling down no falling out but during the regular season i mean we're we're not settling world series games like this we're not selling playoff games like this so far they're well not yet but they're 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 regular season games it's a game in june and we're complaining about i hate the extra inning rule I think the extra inning rule is fine. I don't understand. This, I would just move in the fences, have retractable fences where they come <laughs> into about 250 feet, and then it's like the old home run derby show. You know, um, you could do that. So, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, good discussion. Pretty interesting uh, doings in baseball. I feel for Tyler Glass now. Think about this guy, man. He has just been on the cusp of greatness several times. Remember a couple of years ago, he was pitcher of the month. I think he won six games. They they started the season in April. He was pitcher of the month in May, uh, and and then he had to shut it down and and just all the things that he's been through. Now, let me ask you this: well, the I was going to ask you. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. What was your percentage of them winning the division? Uh, before Glassnow got hurt, like what well, would you it's put re- there? First of all, it's remarkable to me that the team that that won't go away is the Boston Red Sox. Who saw right that coming? Right, right. Um, but I would say that my percentage of them winning the division was probably sixty-five, maybe even as high as seventy at one point. That was gonna, to I, me. I was going to be about seventy percent. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I would say it's no better, no better than fifty-fifty, and I would even give them less of an edge than that. Here's where I think here, here's what I think I think as Peter King would say. I think that the Rays are going to make the playoffs maybe as a wild card. It may cost them the division. But here's what I also believe. They're not going back to the American League Championship Series. They're not getting close to it because when you get into a seven-game series with name the team, right? The Astros, the Yankees, whoever it is. Chicago. They're going to have they're going to have an ace, okay? And you're going to face that guy three times in a seven-game series. Who are you running out there three times in a seven-game series? It ain't Tyler Glass now. It's somebody a lot less than him. And I know Rich Hill was pitcher of the month, 
But at 41, he's a little over the mound, as they say. And so yeah. he, he may make it. He may make it through a whole season. They may manage his innings and all of that stuff. But if Rich Hill is your starter against the other ace of the staff on the, on the team on the other side, and he's got to win, he's gonna run, you're going to run him out there three times against their ace? Good luck, pal. You lost something you can't replace. And I don't care how many, you know, guys you bring up from, from Durham or, you know, a Michael Walker, uh, you know, sudden, you know, renaissance or whatever. There's nobody that I see that's going to be going to give you what Glasnow was giving you, could have given you, and now won't be available. Remember, they lost Charlie Morton and Blake Snell. So now yeah, after this staff that went to the World Series, <laughs> you're without Snell, Snell, Glasnow, and Morton. Good luck. Three of your four starters, if you want to throw yeah, Yarbrough and good in there night. As, your, as your other Drive guy. safely, yeah. Yeah, I think where it's really got to kill him, Rick, is that when Glasnow pitched, um, not only are you missing him as the starter and you're sort of your stopper on the staff, yeah. but the relief that you were giving your bullpen on those oh, days he went, he Yeah, he's seven innings the last four outings, and some of those were eight innings. Eight so innings all there. of a sudden now you're asking your bullpen to go from get me three outs, get me six outs on a mm-hmm. bad day, yeah. Get me nine outs now. Yeah. You now whoever you replace him with, whether it's a Michael Walker, or whatever you may yeah. get. Occasionally, you'll get a game where he can get you into the seventh, and and you only need. Mm-hmm. But now, more than likely, okay. Now I need twelve outs. Now yeah. I need now I need thirteen, fourteen, 14 13, outs. Yeah, mm-hmm. though that's where it it's going to start to to affect you. So not only are you missing glass the glass now and, and what he what he gives you by his starts, but what it means the. the the effect it has, the domino effect that it has on your bullpen. That's where I think. Tommy, it's may I? Show. Would I dare say that the glass now is half empty? <laughs> you just did. It's actually pretty good. I usually yeah. jump you for a pun like that, but I was like, that's pretty good. I did right before you said it. I'm like, oh, he's going to go there. I'm good. just saying. All right. Well, what do we got going on at the uh, newsletter, thepointer.org, where you can read Tom Jones daily Monday through Friday? Uh, we're uh, not. We're just. Uh, Biden's coming back from Europe. Uh, hopefully it'll be a quiet summer. I'm ready for some quiet time now. Huh? Last summer I was thinking about this, man. We was, it was, a, there, there was, uh, we had the George Floyd thing about a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of, a lot of unrest in major cities. Of course, yeah. the election was on the brink. I mean, there was COVID. It was, it was a, you know, it was uh, interesting. Well, the, COVID, Pulitzer, yes. the Pulitzer Prizes came out last week and there, you know, there were sort of three main themes. There were three major news stories in the country right. a year ago. COVID, number one. COVID was COVID, and then also the George Floyd, Breonna Taylor sort of race, police, all that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Trump and uh, the election. Right. And it was interesting to note that in the Pulitzer, as far as like all the coverage, yeah, very little, uh, almost none about Trump and the election. It was COVID and, and police and race dominated the, the Pulitzer coverage. Um, really? Yeah, or the or who won and who were finalists for Pulitzer. So. Although the attack on the Capitol it, actually happened on January sixth, so January I mean, sixth, so it'll be next year. Be if next any year's Pulitzer stories come out be. of that. Yeah, but right. But, but I was a little surprised. Like almost nothing election related was hmm. part of the uh, Pulitzer Prize winning packages. So. I would imagine a lot on on uh, the virus and uh, and probably a lot on yeah, the and the, and the, cities the and Pulitzer, like sort of the big one for public service. They call it that's sort of like the biggest. Yeah. Pulitzer that went to New York Times for their COVID coverage, which was phenomenal. I saw their their submission. It was 
Did I see crap. where your former newspaper, the Minneapolis Star Tribune, won one for? They did. Uh, they won for George breaking Floyd news coverage? for breaking news for their George Floyd coverage. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Times won for local reporting. That's their third. They've won more than it's only that award's only been around for like fifteen years. Local reporting. Um, it's a big one. That's the third. Yeah, they've won three. And and I want to say that at least two, maybe maybe all three, but at least two have sur- have surrounded. Two that I know of, Lucy Morgan, and this one, the Pasco County Sheriff's Office. That's correct. That's correct. Really interesting when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. In fact, I got a note from Lucy the other day. Was was talking about her. I believe it was nineteen eighty five. That was Sheriff uh, John that, Short. Yeah. 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 So that would. I'm not even sure if that was a local reporting one or, or breaking news or whatever or whatever that investigative project was, but um, yeah, <laughs> the, Pasco. the King's Court. That's I'll in tell the, you. So if you're the in movie, Pasco, Donnie Brasco, as a matter of fact, heads up. <laughs> yeah. Time's right. keeping an eye on you. I might have to go up there and see if I can win a Pulitzer. What do you, you think? Golf High School, Ridgewood. <laughs> Got to be something up there for me. All right, Tommy, great talking to you this week. As always, my friend, I'm going to go on a little vacation. I hope you join Steve, uh, but I'll be back uh, to talk to you in, in a couple of weeks, man. Enjoy, enjoy. We'll, we'll miss All right, brother. You. Sounds good. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.